CSN International presents To Every Man an Answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Welcome to Tuesday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. We're glad you've joined us. Looking forward to being you with you for about the next hour as we get together every weekday afternoon at this time, answering questions about the Bible from the Bible. And right now, what's going on in the world is pretty important for all of us. And so we just pray that, again, we want to pray uh, uh, for the peace of Jerusalem. So important in these times. I mean, we look and see all the crazy stuff going on. And, uh, you know, God's got his hand on the whole world. But, you know, the Bible also tells us what to look for in the signs of his coming, the end of the age, man's futile efforts to govern himself. I believe these are all on the horizon right now. And I pray that you're right with God more than anything else. If you got questions today, and I imagine there might be a lot of them, 8888-ASK-CSN is the number to call. And if you, we got some lines open, so if you call right now, you're assured to get on. Join me today's special guest, featured CSN speaker. We have with us John Randall from Calvary Chapel, South OC, down by San Clemente, California. Hi, and welcome. Hi, Mike. Great to be with you today, and um, such an incredible time to be alive as a Christian. So many things going on right now around the world, and things that we've known about, things that we've heard about, the things that Jesus said, when you see these things, look up. Yeah, your redemption draws nigh. And so we're starting to see these things, uh, intensity and frequency. So looking forward to answering questions with you today. Amen. So uh, we got a lot of things going on. And uh, Sunday morning, I set the time aside to just kind of go over a little bit what's going on. And uh, because yesterday was Columbus Day and we, because the FCC offices are closed, we kind of forces us to be closed. Uh, we um, we re- re-ran the... Uh, a Sunday morning service here, a sermon yesterday in place of uh, To Every Man and Answer, but to kind of give everybody an idea of what's, what's really going on over there. And uh, again, uh, when you realize that um, our current administration has been, you know, lifted the sanctions on Iran, which gave them a lot of money, uh, mm-hmm. selling their oil to China, um, billions, uh, tens of billions of dollars a year now income, plus the $6 billion that was promised to them. I don't believe they've received it yet in exchange for five hostages that they had taken. Um, this seems to be the new way for the terrorists to make money. And uh, of course, um, Israel is under heavy attack right now as well. And so, um, man, I'll tell you, we're, I think, living in some pretty exciting times, John. It's true. And, you know, you also think about all the weapons that uh, this administration left in Afghanistan oh, man. and those weapons now being used uh, to fight against uh, our allies is just unthinkable. I mean, there's such a uh, a vacuum for leadership. And it's just it, and obviously we, we we know God's in control. But to think I, I never thought that I would uh, see the United States go this direction. You know, Mike, it's interesting because when you think about the prophetic picture of the U.S. beginning to fade from prophecy, as we've often mentioned, we we are fading. I mean, economically, politically, uh, and, and you see it happening in, in front of us. Well, and Russia has also said 
said uh, threatened us and said don't get involved in the Middle East war, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And um, uh, about a week ago, he was bragging about the total annihilation of his Satan two missile. If you check that out, just type in Putin Satan two missile. It'll pull it up and tell you all about it. How this one missile has inside of it anywhere from 10 to, I believe, 16 nuclear-tipped additional um, rockets with nuclear capabilities. And we said, well, we have like an Iron Dome. Well, an Iron Dome works providing that you have more ability to shoot down the missiles coming in than there are missiles coming in. And the problem is, and this is what, what Israel faced, is that they launched so many all at once there, there was no way that they could shoot them all down. And so that's why many of them uh, killed so many Israelis. I think their death toll right now in Israel is about 1,000. And, um, and so uh, understanding that this is something that very much uh, Russia could do to the United States right now is not uh, far-fetched. And actually, he's threatened to do it. So um, I, I take sometimes our enemies at their word, and certainly when we see this kind of scenario lining up and being the Bible doesn't really specifically mention the United States in end-day scenario, this to me is of concern. Why, why aren't we? I don't know. Maybe we do get surprise nuked. Maybe we have a, 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 a several in-series um, natural disasters, maybe a 13-0 San Andreas earthquake up and down the California coast, triggering the Cascadia Fault off of uh, Portland and Seattle, uh, triggering uh, maybe Yellowstone, or maybe Russia sinks a bunker-busting nuclear warhead into Lake Yellowstone, causes it to erupt, and that would take out America, uh, just completely. Uh, so, uh, the 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 idea that everything is just going to go on and on and on and on and since our fathers fell asleep all things remain the same those days are over and I believe that what we are seeing now is the catalyst for the end time picture Israel has said they're done with the uh, Gaza Strip as far as uh, you know they said you know we keep we keep uh, uh, being pressured land for peace land for peace they said. Every time we give them land, it gives them it gives them a base to launch missiles into Israel. They said we're not doing that anymore. So mm-hmm. I believe that now, uh, probably the Gaza Strip as we knew it is gone, and this may be the very thing that um, angers Iran and, of course, Russia, just looking for an excuse to take stuff. Very clearly, the Ezekiel thirty-eight thirty-nine war. It's to take spoil. It's to take booty, it says. And when you realize one of the largest natural gas deposits have been found off the shore of Israel in Haifa, uh, the natural um, mineral deposits uh, that are around the Dead Sea there, I mean, this is a prize that uh, I don't think they're going to want to uh, pass by. So I I believe, you know, uh, and for those that say, well, what do you mean by a catalyst? You can have a gallon, let's say, of of fiberglass resin uh, in your garage for 20 years. And it's gooey. It looks like honey. It doesn't get hard. But when you put the hardener in it, when you put the catalyst in it, that begins the hardening process. It changes what it was into what it's going to be. 
And I believe that there, um, in, in all pictures in history, there's been a catalyst, whether it was an assassination uh, in, um, in Europe, World War I that caused World War I to, to begin. Uh, there's always it seems to be something that sets off the next chain of events. And I believe what we're seeing right now is that because, again, we realize the lateness of the hour. And so being about our father's business, you know, John, I think is so important. And uh, this is not a time to recoil. This is a time to advance, uh, be bold, stand up for what's right, um, let your light shine. People are looking for answers. And you, if you're a Christian, you've been reading your Bible, you know what Jesus said, Matthew chapter 24, Luke 21. You have a pretty good idea of what's going on in Revelation. Stand up and let people know that, hey, none of this is taking God by surprise. Shouldn't take us by surprise. The Bible says, see, I've told you beforehand. This is what God does for us to let us know his word is true. So if you've got a question today, again, 88 88-ASK-CSN is the number of call to call. And uh, we're going to go ahead and go to the phones. We have Jeffrey on the line, Mineral Wells, Texas. Hi, welcome. Hey there. Uh, I just uh, want to say, first of all, I really enjoyed your uh, your sermon. Uh, actually, listened to it on Sunday. I, I, I'm in Texas, but I, I tried to listen. Uh, but it on Ezekiel 38, and I'm looking forward to the Ezekiel 39 portion of that. Uh, and... Uh, I want to ask you about uh, Psalm 83 here in just a moment, but I just wanted to point out that, you know, I've heard people talking about this is like uh, 9-11 all over again, but for Israel. And if you really kind of put things in perspective, if you look at the casualties and the deaths per capita, and I believe uh, like a 1,000 uh, dead for uh, a population of 9 million is like a, a hundredth of 1%. But you put that into American terms, it's 365 million in population. That's over 40,000 in dead. We'd have over 100,000 in casualties. And if you could just imagine New York City getting 5,000 rockets lobbed on it, uh, I just, you know, I can't imagine what those poor, what those individuals are going through, but God's got it all under control. So um, uh, so here's my question. Uh, Psalm 83. Um, now, for years, I have thought that that was either a, a uh, psalm of lament, uh, you know, kind of allegory that, that, oh, you know, Lord, I wish these things would happen, but... Uh, and, but I've, I've really taken it in the past as more of a, a, a prophecy that was fulfilled in 1948, 1967, 1973, those in, that, in that kind of that scenario. However, Bill Salas, uh, I, I try to follow, and, and I disagreed with him over the years that Psalm 83 has not been fulfilled. But now I'm beginning to we see the see the events unfold before our eyes that we're seeing. Um, you know, when you read about who is involved with the Psalm 83 and you know, what's, who's discussed there, it's, you know, the Philistia and um, Tyre and Sidon, uh, you know, which these are, when you look at those, either they are primarily Gaza Strip and they're the Golan Knights. Yep. And I mm-hmm. tend to, I, I begin to believe, I'm beginning to, I'm, I'm beginning to believe that he, maybe he's right, that what we possibly are seeing is the Psalm 83 war uh, being fulfilled before our very eyes. And, and then here's a point that I would have, that when you read Ezekiel 38, 39, it says that they live in peace and safety. And I believe it might have been you, possibly, when I listened to your particular sermon, that said that uh, that, that, that safety, peace and safety can be uh, considered, or could be uh, uh, 
Matter of fact, if you would in the book of Psalms um, 83, if you go to verse 7, it talks about Gibal, Ammon, uh, Amalek, Philistia, and the inhabitants of Tyre. Now, Philistia is, is um, uh, Tyre, uh, excuse me, is actually Gaza. That, that's the Gaza Strip, is what that's uh, talking about. It's interesting to me that. Here in the book of Psalms, we had that uh, highlighted. Uh, and actually, when you look at verses 6 through 8, it mentions some others. But generally speaking, it also includes the area of Jordan as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, I have, you know, it's a really good question he brings up. I went to Psalm 83, and I'm looking at this, you know, obviously a song, a psalm of Asaph, um, and just crying out to God to frustrate the conspiracy against Israel. Certainly, a uh, a psalm that I would be praying for the nation, obviously that are the as they are encircled. I, I mean, this has happened to Israel over and over and over again. They've always been under under attack. And I was just thinking about what one of my friends was saying recently that ninety eight percent of the Israelis are demanding the complete annihilation of their enemies. Everything they've invented or developed over the last seventy five years uh, is in order that they could remain uh, free as a country, and they're ready to cut the head off the snake. And, uh, and really respond. I, I don't know prophetically how this plays in. I certainly it's a prayer. And I think as it relates to the nation of Israel being surrounded and even the Bible tells us in Zechariah, they're going to be a heavy stone to all the nations. And so at some point they're all going to surround them and, and we need to be praying for the peace of, of Jerusalem. So whether or not this has been fulfilled or it has yet to be fulfilled, it's certainly a prayer when Israel is under attack and, and the nations are surrounding them and, um, uh, it's it's fascinating, Mike. Really, just to see these things begin begin to unfold the way we are, and um, there's a lot of people now. You, you find is this is this Isaiah 17 happening? Is this Ezekiel 38, 39 happening? I, I don't know for sure. I think it's the beginning of these things. I think it's very possible. Um, which happens first? You know, what about Damascus? I mean, there the Bible tells us that Damascus is going to be destroyed and not recover. Isaiah uh, 17 points to that, and and they were going into Damascus into that area, so. Could that be happening prior to? Is that the catalyst to Ezekiel thirty-eight? I, I'm not sure, but but things I, I know that it's going to come to pass. That I know for sure. Yeah, and, and I, I've got my eyes open watching. And I believe what we're seeing is is the game changer. I I, I mm, really do. Yeah. I I think that uh, for Israel to go on the way it's been, um, being shelled by rockets, almost almost. Um, mm. You know, semi. You know, a couple every couple of months they get they get a couple of rockets into uh, you know out of the Gaza Strip. 
Now with this big attack, I think now it's going to be a, a real changer. And that change, I believe, is going to cause the other uh, Arab nations now, uh, so to speak, to come to rescue uh, their their um, uh, their compadres, their uh, the, you know uh, Hamas, and as well as Hezbollah. Now Hezbollah seems to be more centralized up in Syria and and in Lebanon. Uh, where where Hamas uh, and and they all have ties back to Iran. That's that's the money source. So uh, we're we're in exciting times. And I'll tell you, Jeffrey, uh, Jesus said, when you begin to see these things, look up. Your redemption draws nigh. I I can't think of a better better thing to do than go be with the Lord. So hope that answers it for you. It absolutely does. My neck's beginning to, to hurt looking up. Yeah, amen, amen. We're all looking for the upper taker. So um, anyhow, stay in line, uh, Jeffrey. We'll send you out the movie Jesus as well as uh, Time to Grow, great for evangelism. And with that, we'll go to Ian in uh, in, in Oregon. Hi, welcome. Hi, guys. Um, I called last week uh, with a question about... Um, Acts 26, verses 22 to 23, um, where uh, I was trying to find a a direct quote from Moses uh, about Christ. Yes, um, and uh, John, your thoughts. You know, it it tells us there in Acts that uh, Moses made reference to this, and he asked, where is that found? And I I couldn't just pull out off the top of my head. Do you know offhand? I'm I'm looking at the question. Where does Moses speak of these things? So this is Acts 26, and what was the the reference? 23, 20, 24 verses 23, 24. 23, and this Christ would suffer that he would be the first to rise from the dead. Yeah, I, I when I first thought about Moses referencing Christ, I immediately my mind went to um, Deuteronomy 18, where where Moses says the Lord's going to raise up to thee a prophet out of your midst and from your brethren like unto me and him you shall hearken. Um that's that's the reference I'm I'm thinking of. But this is concerning the the resurrection. Um yeah I that's the first passage I think of when I think of Moses uh stand witnessing both small and great saying no other things. Let's read it. Therefore having obtained help from God to this day I stand witnessing both small and great saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come, that Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Now, keep that in mind, what what the prophets and Moses said. Certainly, you could point to several passages of Scripture that the prophets, be it Isaiah, talking about the lamb that was sacrificed. You could talk to, you could look at what Moses said in Deuteronomy about the prophet that would come like him. So I think it's it's including both. Moses didn't necessarily say uh, that he was going to suffer and die, but you have all of the prophets that pointed to it. So Paul is saying, I'm not saying anything different than what you already know in the law and the prophets. He's saying this is all found in the Old Testament, which would be the writings of Moses, of course, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis through Deuteronomy. And then you have the minor prophets and the major prophets all pointing that that the Christ was coming, the Messiah was coming, and that he would suffer and die. So that's what I think it's in reference to. Not saying Moses said that specifically, but Moses certainly pointed to the Messiah that would come. And the other prophets prophetically foretold, Mike, that he would suffer and die and he would rise again. Even in the Psalms, it refers to that. Yeah. And, and we, we find um, it, Jesus said in John 12, 32, he said uh, that 
Um, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. Now, the phrase is not lift, lift Jesus higher as some song that was saying in a long, <laughs> out of context, unfortunately. Uh, but the phrase is actually referring to Jesus being lifted up on the cross, which was done to bear God's wrath for our sins. Now, in the Old Testament, they were complaining to Moses. And the Bible says God angered, and it says God sent upon them. In the original Hebrew, it says, flying fiery serpents upon the people. And they began to die. And Moses, they, they came to Moses saying, we, th- we think God's kind of bummed with us. Can you inter- intercede for us? And so God told Moses to take a snake, wrap it on a pole, set it up in the midst of the camp, and those that were bitten, if they would come and look at the snake, they would not die. Now, as, again, you know, looking at what you did, uh, uh, owning up to what you've done, I believe is so important because, again, pride keeps people from admitting they've sinned. And so by going and looking at the snake, uh, they were healed. And so I believe that this uh, reference also could be speaking of the uh, snake on the pole, that Jesus became our sin uh, and and died in our place. And so uh, there's probably nothing that was more um, uh, more astounding for the people of Israel than, than to see this snake on a pole. I, I'm not going to go look at that thing, and they die. It is interesting that the American Medical Association, uh, if you look closely at that pole, it has a snake on it. It's the very one that, um, that uh, a picture type of, of what uh, God instructed Moses to do to cure the people. And of course, the Medical Association is to cure the people. And so, but it, it's interesting that they have the snake on the pole even to this day. Uh, and so I believe that that is probably what's in reference for it. So I, I hope that helps. Yeah, and John 3.14, that's a great thing, Mike, because that's where Jesus said to Nicodemus, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so much, so must the Son of Man also be lifted up, of course, in reference to the cross. I think it's a great example uh, of Moses pointing that way. And then, of course, you got Isaiah. You know, the, he, he's, he was wounded for our transgressions. I mean, just going on and on about what he would suffer. And the, and the Jews had a difficult time making that connection between the suffering Messiah and the Messiah that would come and rule and reign. But it's all throughout the Old Testament. Uh, and, and even Jesus, you remember, um, Mike, I was thinking about when Jesus was walking with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus following the resurrection. They didn't recognize him. And, and he began to share with them in all the scriptures, in all the Old Testament scriptures, the things concerning himself. Remember, he said, should not the, the Son of Man have to suffer and die? And he went back to all the scriptures and began to point all, all of those places and examples that pointed to what he was going to suffer and die. And then, of course, rise again from the dead. So I, I hope that I hope that sheds some light on it for you. It helps. Thank you. I God bless you. And again, I believe that that, uh, in fact, Jesus actually referenced that going right back to Moses uh, again, as you said, John, in uh, John chapter three there. So hope that helps. And stay in line if you like, Ian, send you out a book, a uh, little time book called Time to Grow, as well as um, uh, the movie Jesus based on the book of Luke. Let's go to Sam, Salt Lake City, Utah. Hi. Hey, how are you guys doing? 
Good. How may we help? Well, I well, I I don't want to take up too much of your time. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, but uh, I, I did want to just make a quick comment about that last caller. I always thought it was the coolest thing how the very first prophecy that I can see that God gave concerning the Messiah was, I mean, Adam and Eve were there, but it was to the serpent regarding the seed and the woman. And I always thought that was cool. And, you know, if we believe Genesis, or Genesis was written by Moses, then, you know, maybe he didn't see it then when he was putting it down. But, you know, you never know. Yep. <laughs> but. I actually had a had a quick question. I just wanted to get your guys' take on uh, on numerology, and I, I just kind of in general. And I've always kind of been on the fence on on numerology and numbers in the Bible. And uh, even the screener pointed out, you know, that uh, it, it could it could you know lead into kind of the witchcraft territory, necromancers, and things that are forbidden in Scripture. Um, and and then too, I think there's a a, a side of it that. Um, uh, that, you know, let's like, you could, you could kind of use it, do it like new, uh, astrology versus astronomy, like studying the stars, the planets, even seeing scripture written in the stars versus letting the stars rule your life, you know? And, uh, I actually, I actually have a, a, a neat testimony, um, kind of, uh, kind of with regards to that. I, I'd never really known what to, what to think about it myself, um, but kind of leading up to uh, the, this this job that I'm I'm at now, I had kind of a kind of a rough job experience at my the last place I worked. Um, but uh, uh, one of the last things I did when I was at this job before I got uh, before I went to an interview for the job I'm at currently, um, I I was making a a product run to uh, nearby big city here, Denver. Um, you might have heard of it. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, lumber and that kind of thing, kind of a little bit of the nature of my work, but um, it, it was really interesting that uh, everything I picked up that day was in bundles of either eight or 88. One of my stops down there, uh, I picked up eight boards of a special order lumber. The next couple stops, I, I picked up two bundles each with 88 pieces. I, I actually was supposed to pick up more stuff as well, but it, it 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 for one thing it wasn't available it wasn't ready it was back ordered the the companies didn't have it ready for us yet and then two had i loaded that on my truck it would have thrown off the numbers <laughs> like there there would have been stuff on my back bed bringing bringing back that wouldn't have been in quantities of 88 and and you know i'm kind of thinking about this on the way home kind of musing over it a little bit and you know 88 eight, 88 or you know is, is there something is there something to this and uh and 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 i remember thinking about this on my way back looking down at my odometer i think i still have the numbers right it was it was 80 let's see 80 well in the bible eight is the number of new beginnings a lot of interesting coincidences there we'll talk more about it we're coming up on a break every window go away we'll have more coming up right after this we'll be right back let's see if something costs less but people are happier with it? That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. 
People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. Are you ready to study to show yourself approved? A workman not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth? In this sad, lonely, and lost generation, people need help. They need Jesus. And who can present the gospel better than you? Calvary Chapel University wants to be a helper of your joy, so you can go out and make disciples who make disciples. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today, and you'll earn outstanding scholarships. Most of our CCU graduates graduate early or on time, debt-free, and sound doctrinally. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today. Skip Heitzig is one of our faculty members, and David Guzik is not only a board member, but he just earned his Master of Divinity at CCU. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today and watch God move powerfully in your life. Welcome you back to Tuesday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. Pray you had a good day yesterday. And again, we missed everybody yesterday. We had uh, uh, a day off and and uh, we aired uh, the Sunday morning sermon here from the River Christian Fellowship in place of To Every Man and Answer, which is kind of the late of what's going on in the Middle East right now. And uh, I know many people have a lot of questions about this. I, I believe the idea, the time of um, status quo, everything remains the same. I think these days are over. Um, I think we're going to see some rapid changing now. And of course, uh, Russia, I just read article uh, today about um, he's giving uh, 10 days to uh, go over the above and below ground nuclear test treaty where, where he wants to back out of it so they can continue to blow up their bombs and uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether a bomb is made in Iran or whether it's made in North Korea or Russia. Uh, it'll wreck your day. And I believe we're, we're up against some pretty crazy things. Um, and, uh, you know, Jesus said, when you begin to see these things, look up your redemption draws nigh, which also tells me that we need to be about our Father's business and we need to do what God's called us to do. And so we want to welcome you back again to part two of To Every Man and Answer with uh, John Ramdell from... Uh, from South um, Orange County, uh, down by uh, San Clemente, and I'm your host, Mike Kessler, in Twin Falls, Idaho. Uh, we were speaking with Sam when we went to the break about seeing these numbers, 88 out on your speedometer, picking up 88 boards and all the different things. You know, John, we, we have a lot of coincidences in this life. I think sometimes maybe God just lets us know that uh, he's around, but you know, it, it is true, we can, we can get superstitious too. Your thoughts. Right. Uh, Biblical numerology is the study of numbers in the Bible. And I don't believe that the Holy Spirit uh, puts numbers in the Bible for no reason. Uh, Some of the common numbers, most common, would be the number seven, the number of completeness. Of course, the number 40 uh, is a number that comes up quite often. The number three reminds us of 
of the Trinity. Later on, you find uh, there's a number mentioned 666, that number of man. So I don't think there is, uh, it's not by accident that God puts these numbers in. And when we see them, I think we acknowledge them. But I do think it's important that we don't overemphasize uh, the numbers that are in the Bible. They're there for a reason. Um, but I also realize that um, I, I don't want to go over the top on it, Mike, you know, and I, I had, you know, three Cheerios in my bowl today. So that means I've got the, you know, just, just getting over the top on it. I think the numbers are important when they're in scripture. I mark them. I know that, Hey, six days you work the seventh day you rest. God, God was, uh, you know, specific in that 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, there's just different things that, that come up over and over again. And, and we realize that we recognize that eight being the number of new beginnings, a blessing, um, but, uh, I think it's just there in the Bible. We recognize it, but we don't uh, overemphasize it. I suppose what I would say. So I hope that helps. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's really kind of what I looked at it as was just kind of, you know, I always like to have confirmation whenever I, whenever I make a decision, you know, I never like to go just do something cause I can't, you know? Yeah. And, and it's usually in the form of a verse or something I'm reading, but this time it was a little, I, I think it was just a little bit different, you know, yeah. and, and, well, it can I, be, my, and it can be that way. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, if you're, you know, you're not sure about, you know, buying something and uh, the amount on the, and you're really troubled and you go, I don't really know if I should buy this or not. And then you get the, the grand total and it's, you know, $666 and 66 cents. Maybe that <laughs> might be God saying, yeah, maybe you don't need this. You know, I'm just saying. But we just want to be careful. Wise as serpents, harmless as dove. We don't want to be caught up in it. But we do know that God in the Bible has used numbers before. Uh, in fact, you even have a book called Numbers in the Bible. <laughs> so anyway, stay on line, Sam. We'll send you out uh, the movie Jesus and uh, a little book called Time to Grow. think you'll enjoy that. Again, um, uh, the, the, the main thing that we're looking for is is uh, the Lord to call us home. I think that's what we want to be looking for more than any numbers or anything else. Let's go to Jan, Ben, Oregon. Hi, welcome. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. I was wondering about Zephaniah 2, 4, and 5. Okay. I can read it if you would like. Sure, go ahead. Gaza will be abandoned and Ashkelon left in ruins. At midday, Ashdod will be emptied and Ekron uprooted. Woe to you who live by the sea, O Keratite people. The word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan. Oh, we lost you. Jan, we lost you. Oh, no. Uh, your, your thoughts, John? Well, um, you know, anytime you're reading through the Old Testament prophets, I do believe that it is important to keep in mind that often when they would prophesy, there would be a near fulfillment. And then you could read a few verses later and there would be a future fulfillment. And sometimes they would be side by side and the prophets didn't always know what they were referring to. Sometimes it would happen uh, in a in a close proximity of time. And then later, there are some things that still have yet to happen. And so um, I think Zephaniah chapter two, verses four and uh Five is exactly what it says that that Gaza will be forsaken and Ashkelon desolation, and um, and Ekron shall be rooted up. I mean, Zephaniah is prophesying during his day, and these are the words that that the Lord had given him to to declare to the nation and to the nations that were opposed to Israel back then and uh, Mike even now. Well, and and 
Remember, whenever Hebrews would read the Scripture, they would read it for obviously what it's saying. Mm -hmm. Then there was the spiritual application for what they were reading, and then there was the prophetic application for what they were reading. So I believe that we're, we're going to see a lot more of these things. Now, remember, when Daniel, God revealed to him a lot of things concerning the last days. And Daniel said these exact words, I am very troubled by this. Mm-hmm. And God said to him, seal up the words in this book. They're not for you, but the people are for will understand it. And I think that's interesting. I think we're seeing more and more of this. I think the mm-hmm. un- unveiling of, of prophecy for so many years that people couldn't understand. I mean, when you go back and you look at a Matthew Henry commentary concerning the nation of Israel, concerning, again, Luke chapter 21 or some other places that make a reference to Israel, I, I, I think it's funny because Matthew Henry in 1700, you know, said, it appears that the nation of Israel will once again be a nation, but I don't see how that could ever be. Well, not only did it happen, uh, but it just as the Bible says, Jerusalem will be a cup of trembling to the whole world. And we're seeing that as well. So understanding mm-hmm. then uh, that I think we're, we're in this, this time of, of, of um, fulfillment of prophecy and many of the things that the Old Testament prophets long to look into to see, now we're seeing them being revealed to us. Um, I was watching Fox News last night And they had a a thing on the screen, and it said 39% of all Americans believe we are living in the last days. That man's uh, futile efforts to govern himself are about over. I thought that was a staggering number. Almost 40% of Americans believe we're living in the last days. So, you know, uh, when when we see these things, and, and again, people have said, oh, they've said this for a long time. We've never had nuclear proliferation the way we have it. You have the 30th poorest country on earth, North North Korea, building atomic warheads. Now, that ought to cause concern for everyone. And especially when we look at Iran as well, developing their nuclear arsenal. Um, And it's interesting, uh, last, um, we talked about this before, but on the missiles that Iran launched. I, I, I saw the words in Hebrew on the side of their death to Israel as they launched their ICBM. Uh, they weren't nuclear-tipped yet, but they were they're develop, developing them um, and uh, to be able to bomb you know Israel. So understanding that we're in a different, the catalyst has been poured into the mix now. And I believe we're going to see things happen now very quickly. Uh, and, of course, with the United States, uh, we're, we're on the verge of bankruptcy. I mean, people, I don't think, realize how bad of financial shape the United States is really in. When you're, you know, 32, it, it's actually a lot more than that when you look at the bonds that are floated out there. But we're 30 plus $32 trillion in debt right now, and they have no no um, intentions of stopping reckless spending. That, that's what's killing, uh, that's what's causing your inflation, everything else. Well, we have the Inflation Reduction Act they signed. If you read it, it does exactly the opposite. 
spend more money that we don't have. And you just you just look at this and go, how crazy. And then lift the sanctions off of Iran to allow them to make $28 billion a year from Chinese oil money? Why in the world would you do this? Why would you abandon American armament technology in Afghanistan, $80 billion with a B, everybody, and gave it to the enemies that brought our buildings down. That's why we were in Afghanistan. I I, I just don't understand um, our administration unless they're traitors. And then, then everybody, it makes perfect sense why you would have a porous border where the, I believe it was ABC television in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, did uh, um, research on the illegal immigration coming across our border. And in Texas, I believe it was Texas, maybe in Arizona as well, they found all kinds of Iranian passports just thrown away in the desert. Once they're in America, they didn't need a passport anymore. Iranian. They're not coming from Central America or South America. No, we don't know who's coming across the border. They have no idea, none whatsoever. So expect what you're seeing right now. Go write it on your calendar. What you're seeing right now going on in Israel, it won't be long before it's happening here. They have opened the doors to terrorism. They have opened the doors to fentanyl. This is your current administration to destroy America, and they're right on schedule. Spend us broke, let our enemies come in, walk across the border. You don't have to parachute them in like World War II. All they have to do is walk across the border, and they're in. They can form their cell groups and all their organized crime here. Then you have the fentanyl weakening America, killing our kids. Yeah, fentanyl still the number one killer of American Americans, period, based on the American Medical Association's statement in 2023. I shared this, oh, guns are the number one. No, they're not. And fentanyl is something that the Democrats and the southern border can be controlled, and they will not do it. Why? They're for the destruction of your nation. Friends, it can't be by accident. It has to be on purpose. If you take a handful of darts, and there's a dartboard on the wall, and you take a handful of darts, and you throw that handful of darts at the dartboard, the odds of at least a couple of darts Hitting the dartboard would be probably pretty good. How is it that every single thing these people are doing is for the destruction of your nation? Every single thing. Not controlling the borders. Letting the fentanyl come in. Letting who knows who come across the border. Spending money to break us financially. Crippling us from producing our own energy. Hey, listen. Not a single dart dart hits the board with these guys. It's all... See, if if I was to see a few darts hit, I would have to say, yeah, yeah, probably, you know, they just make some really dumb decisions. But when every one of them, every one of them is against America, friends, it's on purpose. They hate America. They hate for your freedoms. They want to take away your, by the way, oh yeah, by the way, your, your guns and your freedom of speech, friends, they're on the line. They want, China wants a disarmed America. 
And with the money that we know Biden gets under the table from China, this is fact. This is not conspiracy. They have the bank records. We had our attorney on uh, uh, on Friday, uh, uh, Brad Dacus, and he said, oh, they, they have the financial records. They have the deposits. They know this money's coming in. Now they found that Joe Biden had top secret documents that he wasn't supposed to have. Do you see them going after him like they did Trump? Of course not, because it's on purpose. Friends, you're you're witnessing the end of our age. And people sit back and say, oh, it's going to just keep going on. Oh, no, friends. You got way too many terrorists that have walked into America now. Watch, watch, watch and be about your daddy's business. So important. Back to the phones. Darren, uh, Austin, Texas. Hi, welcome. Hello. Hi. Um, How may we help? Hi. I have this hobby. Um, I like stereos, amps, and speakers, and I have a few of them. Yeah. And I'm wondering at what point am I becoming that I could be sinning with greed or spending too much money on myself? Well, you know, Darren, I I think that 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 is something that I don't know anybody spiritual enough to tell you um, that the answer to that. I I think sometimes old stereo equipment can can be a good investment. It can be a, you know people collect. In fact, they say that they like the old tube type sound. It sounds better than the transistor digitalized stuff. And so now they're even going back to vinyl records again. And I was in the store the other day and I saw vinyl records for the first time for sale for like, like 25 years. And, and, and I, new ones, I mean, and, and I'm going, this is crazy. So, but I think anything, Darren, uh, can become, uh, that displaces us. In other words, if I don't have time to do what I want to do for God, because I'm, I'm preoccupied by coin collecting or stamp collecting or whatever else it is, I think we need to be careful because we, we have to remember to keep God uh, uh, first and foremost in our life. John, your thoughts? Yeah, it's a good question that you ask. I, first comment I would say, Darren, is you know in James chapter 1, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and he will give to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Ask the Lord, Lord, do you want me to do this? Lord, is this something you want me to be investing in? Again, it's all right to have things, but when the things have you, well, that's when it can become a problem. When every waking moment is spent to get more, yeah, um, then maybe, you know, just learning to be content with what I have. You know, Jesus told that story about that man, you remember, Mike, that had all these barns and he said, you know what, I need bigger barns. And then he went and, and of course he, he built bigger barns and, and he didn't realize he, he was living for the wrong thing. I think it needs to be, uh, remain in balance. Uh, you want to stay balanced with with what you do and, and make sure that you're aware of that and ask the Lord. I, I know the Lord's always faithful by his spirit. I think the fact that you're asking the question is is an indication that, hey, it's something you should pray about and really, really seek the Lord on. And and I know that when you do that, he'll give you wisdom and uh, how to how to best steward the financial resources that he's given you. Um, what does God want you to do with your money? Because ultimately it's his and um, nothing wrong with having a stereo and and doing that kind of stuff. But um, I never want anything to to be, you know, the Bible says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. There's things that could be a weight, you know, and maybe God wants me to set it aside or maybe he doesn't. But I think it's something that we want to seek him and, and he'll give you the answer, brother, as you seek him. Amen. I, I, I really believe that, Darren. And 
And, uh, you know, um, you know, I hope that helps. Yes, yes. I, I asked the Lord for wisdom on this, but um, I, I'm not very wise. I don't feel, I don't have, I don't think I have enough wisdom yet, but, um, but uh, I also do a lot of self condemnation and I know that can be from the devil. So I just mm-hmm. don't know. My mind just gets cluttered with thoughts that aren't true. So it's hard to know. Well, I, I just think you have to look at how much time you have. All of us, you know, God's given every one of us 24 hours a day. Uh, we spend some of it sleeping. We some spend some of the time working. Uh, we some spend some of the time being about our daddy's business and, and, and eating and maybe what our hobby is or something like that. I think we just have to look and see um, how, how, how best can I spend my time. Remember this. And friends, this is hard for all of us. And I'm, I include myself in this for all of us. When you stop to think about everything that we work on, everything that we do here, outside of the kingdom of heaven, will all burn. There's no re- internal reward. Um, nobody in heaven cares about my stamp collection. Nobody in heaven cares about my coin collection. Nobody in heaven cares about my car collection. Nobody in heaven cares about my, my stereo collection. Nobody in, see, what I'm saying is that the only thing going to heaven from this life is people. And I know sometimes people are the problem because they're the ones that are hard to get along with. They're the ones that are finicky and, 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 and are easily offended and ah, I don't want to put up with any of them. I'll just go bury myself in my radios. That's the way I was when myself. I understand what you're saying. Um, but I began to use those interests that God put in my heart. Um, when, I was a, when I was in high school, I, I was into radios and two-way radios and, and all those kinds of things. And I was president of my radio class, and I was also president of the Bible club. And those two things have followed me all my life. Now, it isn't, I could say, well, you know, you just got too carried away with radios. Well, if I hadn't got carried away with radios and kept the interest up, I wouldn't have ventured into FM radio and, and, and uh, been partially responsible for building a radio network. So what I'm saying, Darren, is use what you your interests and glorify God. Start a radio club or something uh, and share the Lord with people. There's a lot of ways to reach out to people. and uh, But I, I like I'm telling everybody, whatever you're going to do, do it, because I don't know how long we got here. I think that's really important. Darren, I hope that helps. Yes, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. And stay online. We'll send you out to the movie Jesus, as well as a little book called Time to Grow. Think You'll really enjoy that. Let's go to Sarah, 10 years old, Reno, Nevada. Hi. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, so my question today is, um, what will we be wearing whenever we go to heaven? Robes of righteousness. That's what the Bible says. We're going to be clothed in his righteousness. Wow, your thoughts, John. Well, I think of a couple of different passages and Sarah, I'm so glad that you asked the question and uh, that you're thinking biblically. And I love that name, Sarah. Amen. My daughter's name is Sarah. Um, but just to answer that question, you know, it talks about the angels. Remember the angels that were guarding the tomb of Jesus? It says that his appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. 
Um, so there's going to be clothing as white as snow, some kind of shining garments. That's what the angels were wearing. How about Revelation chapter four, where it talks about the 24 elders that were around the throne of God. They were wearing white and it says they had golden crowns. Isn't that exciting that we're going to have a crown, Sarah, that we get. And that's a reward that we're given for living for Jesus. And we're going to be able to take that crown and we're going to be able to set it at his feet. Uh, the Bible also talks about in Revelation 3, 5, tells us that those who belong to Jesus will be dressed in white. And so the Bible's description of, of those who live in heaven, the clothing is often, it's it's mentioned. Um, and so th- these are some of the examples. So, But like Pastor Mike said, also robes of righteousness. So some kind of garments, clean and bright, the Bible says. And that's the indication that we have when we when we get to heaven. It mentions that. Yeah, and we remember, yeah, again, uh, the Mount of Transfiguration. Yeah, we find it all the way through the Bible. Uh, uh, those were clothed in bright white. And again, I, I really believe that that whiteness is the righteousness of Christ. There's no darkness in him at all, no shadow of turning, the Bible says. Hope that helps. Yes, thank you, Pastor. Sarah, stay in line. We'll send you out the movie, Jesus, and uh, a couple other things for you, okay? You stay on. We'll get you taken care of. Thanks so much for the call. Keep reading your Bible. Let's go to Phyllis. Yuma, Yuma, Colorado. Hi, welcome. How are you? Good. How may we help? Um, I have two questions, actually. Um, When Christ was born, um, there was three wise men that came and brought him frankincense and myrrh. And it, that was for him. Is that correct? Yeah, but we don't know that there was three wise men. The Bible never says there were three wise men. They conclude that there was three wise men because there was three gifts. However, there could have been many uh, people that came. What I mean is there could have been, there could have been 10, 12 wise men that came. Uh, but the Bible never says there was three wise men. So, Phyllis, I just thought I'd put that in there. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so if the gifts, okay, they brought gifts. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Okay, and and was this for his burial? I believe it was for his, it represented his earthly ministry. Um, uh, you know, and, and uh, a gold, the gift of a king. The gold was also used by Joseph when he had to take baby Jesus and Mary to Egypt because Herod was going to kill all the kids two years at age of under. Uh, Joseph had to have money to be able to do this. And I believe this is how God provided. Of course, um, well, I'll let you talk about the frankincense and myrrh, this, uh, what you put on a body when they die. Yeah, it's interesting. And and again, I think it's, it's pretty amazing to think about these gifts being given. Obviously they were costly. They were an act of, of worship, uh, that were given yes. in recognition of the true king. They followed the star, some supernatural uh, star that the Lord allowed for them to see and follow and worship the Lord and, and gave him gifts. And, you know, again, I think you can make those connections, um, but but it's it's powerful. I think, yeah, maybe for the, the burial, the death and burial of Christ. He's the king. He's going to be buried. He's going to rise again. Often they would use those fragrances in that, uh, but they were costly gifts to be sure. Acts Amen. of worship. Phyllis, I hope that answers it for you. We're out of time, everybody. And for Stephen, Sherry, Judy, and all, please, uh, calls. We'll put you on first thing tomorrow. Phyllis, stay online. We'll send you out the movie Jesus. Time to grow. Thanks so much, John, for being on. Keep looking up. Our redemption draws nigh. This ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226. 
or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes Store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 